again, happy birthday, and welcome again to SOMA. We are so glad you are here today. Again, my name is Russ. I am one of the pastors here, and we, as we said earlier, belong to a family of churches. So our church is two years old. Um, We have a church in Starkville that's three years old. We have a church in Oxford that's 13 years old, and we have another church that we're part of that's been here in Tupelo for 21 years, Um, but instead of just, we're going to talk this morning a little bit about some of the things that make us who we are as SOMA, some of the celebrations that we've had over the past couple years, but also more than anything, we're going to look toward the future and what God has called us to do and how you specifically uh, are thinking about how you play a role in our community and even in your own faith journey. Uh, So as we celebrate, we also want to look toward the future um, because we never want to be in a place where uh, our memories are bigger than uh, our dreams for what God is going to do. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, this morning. Uh, When we started SOMA, um, we had this idea of a church that would be accessible to people. And we understand that Church is accessible uh, most of the time to just some people. Um, Churches a lot of times use uh, church words and a specific language. And church is accessible to you you if you speak a certain language. And we wanted to even remove language as a a barrier for people to go to church together. And that's why we are, are many cultures, we're bilingual, we speak two different languages. As we uh, worship together, um, we realize that churches sometimes um, are accessible if you wear a certain type of clothing, and we wanted to kind of remove that out of the way. Um, we realize that sometimes church is accessible if you feel like you have it all together. But we also know that most of us, all of us really, realize we don't have it all together. And so um, this idea of creating a church that's accessible to people, that's a home for people no matter where they come from, this is uh, what we still continue to try to do with SOMA. And so as we talk about it and as we read in the Bible this morning, we want to think about who God has called us to be. And there's we as a church who God has called us to be, but there's also you specifically, individually, who has God called you to be, and how does that fit not only in our church and in our community, but in the world in which we live. So if you have a Bible, I want to invite you to turn to John 15. That's where we're going to be this morning. We have Bibles in English and Spanish in the back. If you want to grab one, we'd love for you to have that. If you don't own one, um, we'd love this to be our gift to you. But John 15 is where we're going to be, and as you turn there, I want you to hold your finger there as we uh, pray together. Father, we pray that you would speak to us in this time. Um, We come from many different places, and we come from many different places in our own spiritual journey. And as we walk, uh, as we grow in faith, We pray that you would join us together. Um, 
that we come from many different places, but we can be one in Christ. Um, and we're still trying to figure out how that works, but we believe that this is a holy calling that you have called us to. So as we open up the scriptures this morning, God, help us to be reminded of the unique call that you have placed on our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John 15, 1 through 8 says this. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. All right. Are, Claire, are we good back there? I saw you walk over. I was just making sure. Everybody good? Okay. Um, we've had a little technical issues the past couple of weeks, so I want to make sure we, we're okay. Um, so in this passage, Jesus is talking to his disciples, but he's also sort of offering a prayer for his disciples over the next few chapters. But in this short uh, passage that we just read, he uses this image of uh, a vine and fruitfulness. There are these two things he keeps saying over and over. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. And that we want to we talk about these two things, is remaining in Christ. This is a call for us, is to, to like grow in faith, and then also to uh, be fruitful, to branch out, to, um, uh, to kind of share the news of Jesus with other people. And so we, we do this, um, these are kind of the core of what Soma is all about and what all our churches are all about, really, is this idea of we grow in faith, and because we grow in faith, we uh, share that, what we've learned and how we're growing and share the love of Jesus with other people. So there's a phrase that we sometimes use uh, that talks about that, it's growing deep. This is a phrase that we sometimes use in uh, in our church is this idea of we are called to grow in faith. Um, the way Jesus says it is remain in me. And as he says, remain in me and you will bear fruit. And I think a lot of times we think about the command that Jesus gives is to be fruitful, to, to bear fruit, to tell other people about him. And while that is very much what we believe we're called to do, not just as a church, but as people who are followers of Jesus, we are called to be fruitful and to share the good news. We can't do that unless we remain in Christ. 
The command from Jesus is not to bear fruit. The command from Jesus is to remain in Christ. And, and if we remain in Christ, we will be fruitful. So the first thing we want to do is provide opportunities for people to grow in faith, to grow deep, as, the, as we grow older, that we would grow and not just learn more in our heads about the story of Jesus, but that we would trust him more with our lives and give him our whole selves. We do this when we bring kids up, as, you know, young kids after they're born. We come and we do baptisms here for infants. And it, it's a way for us to say God has gone before this child. And as this child grows older, we want it to grow in faith, not just get taller. This is what we long for. And, and together as a church, we say we will be here for this child. We have committed together to, that as this child grows, it will grow more in faith. It will grow deeper in what they know and how they trust Jesus with their lives. We do this when people come to faith as adults, too. We baptize them to show this is what Christ is doing in this person's life. Uh, we do this in all different types of ways. Uh, small groups are a part of this idea of like growing deep, growing in faith. Uh, my, I, I'm part of a small group. We meet every Wednesday night. Just this past week, we met together. And one of the things we do a lot is we'll open up a passage of Scripture and we'll just read it. And we'll go around in a circle, and everybody will read one verse of an entire chapter. We read John 15 Wednesday, this passage that we just read. And, and people were talking about different things going on in their lives. And they were talking about uh, things going on in their family. And they were talking about health issues that they were going through or people that they knew were going through. They were talking about um, work issues they're having to deal with. All of these different things going on in people's lives. And as we gather together and as we read the scriptures, we're growing in faith together. Um, I'm encountering this thing. It's hard. And I'm trying to figure out how God is leading me to act in this situation. So baptisms are part of, are part of that. Uh, small groups are a part of that. And as Daniel, our other pastor, talked about last week, we invite you to be part of small groups about Half the people in our church who come regularly are involved in a small group in some way. And we have small groups in English and Spanish, and they meet at different times throughout the week. And we try to make them uh, as accessible as possible for people's schedules. Um, and so if you want to learn more about that, then talk to one of us. If, if you are in the process of thinking about baptism, um, even if you have been a, a Jesus follower for a long time, I, I, talk to one of us. Because more, more than anything, we start with this idea of growing in faith. And we invite you to come be a part of that. There are all types of little ways that we encourage people and invite people to grow in faith. We do this with our teenagers, who our youth ministry started in the fall of 2018. And it's... I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, it's doubled in size because there are people who are coming and they're growing in faith. Our children's ministry is growing. It's, it's doubled in size over the past year and a half. Part of, a lot of you just won't quit having babies. That's part of the reason why. Um, 
But some of it is that people are coming because their kids really enjoy and they're learning a lot in here. And so these are all ways that we grow. A bunch of guys from our church just got back from a men's retreat yesterday. And we want you to know that there are lots of reasons our church exists. But we start with this idea of we want to grow in faith. We want to introduce people to Jesus. And we want them, as they grow older, to, to, to always grow and know more, not just about God and not just about Jesus, but they know Jesus more to where they trust him with their lives. So that, that's, that's the first thing. And there's plenty of opportunities for you to do that in our own church. Um, and then there's this other area. So Jesus says, remain in me and you will bear much fruit. So when we talk about fruitfulness, there's this other side of the circle. And, and that is that we're called to, to branch out. We are the branches. We're called to branch out in some way. To reach out to other people with the good news. Now, again, we can't reach out to other people unless we are growing in faith. And we can try, and we can do things that are good for our community, and we try to do a lot of those things in our church, but it starts with growing deep, growing in faith, and then being fruitful, branching out, is just uh, what happens as a result of all the growth that's going on in your life. But we do this in a lot of ways, too. Um, there, there are some of you here because we started doing um, English classes, ESL classes. We started that la last fall, and there's a number of reasons we do that. One is we just love our community. And we know that there are people who are uh, living in this community, they are making it their home, and we want to be there for those people. And it's, it's been a great thing for our church, but it's been a we hope it's been a good thing for our community that it would help people adjust to life in a new, in a new place. And we don't just do that. We, we had a video game tournament here where people from all different backgrounds and all different, really, faith traditions could come and sit in a church for a couple hours and get to know that Christians are just like normal people, too. Uh, we have an Easter egg hunt coming up in April. It's like 1,500 people show up at this thing. We pass out 20,000 eggs. And this is a church of about 90 to 100 people. And we put that on. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be hitting you up to help us with that. But you guys are really faithful. This is how we... Branching out is this idea that we love the community. And we want them to know how much we love them. Uh, yes, we want everybody to come to faith. And we want everybody to be introduced to Jesus. But even if, even if people never step foot in our church, we want them to know that we love and care for them. Because Jesus loves and cares for them. Um, I had, I had a friend who I was talking to one time about certain things that his church does and, and certain things that we do in our church. And one of the things we said is that we want every single person to come to faith 
But if we can look in the future and see that they would, even if they would never come to faith, will we still love them in the same way? And we want the answer for us to be yes. We want to be able to love people no matter what the outcome is. To love people like Jesus loved when he was here on earth. Because a church is supposed to be, if, if Jesus is not here in the body anymore, if he's not standing in front of us and telling us how to live, how do we live as a church? So how do we live like Jesus in the world? How do we speak like Jesus in the world? How do we behave like Jesus in the world so that other people might be introduced to a Jesus who loves them and cares about them? So we exist not just to like grow deep and, and keep learning more about the Bible and, and sit and know all the stories in Isaiah and uh, know the history of the Jewish people thousands of years ago. That stuff's good. But we learn and grow in those things so that we actually can go to our community and love them like Jesus loved them. So these things go hand in hand. There's the growing in faith part, and there's the fruitfulness part. We want to be fruitful. And for us, especially at SOMA, it's all tied together with the, little, the last little circle that we're going to put up. And that circle is worship. And a, a lot of you have been to our uh, worship service before. If this is your first time, we're so excited that you're here. Um, there's one more piece, uh, Lalo, put uh, worship up there. It's this idea that it ties all of us together. Um, there's this, early on when we were talking about SOMA, um, a lot of our leaders and Daniel and I got together and there's this picture in the book of Revelation. It's the last book of the Bible. And it paints a picture of what eternity will look like one day. And in Revelation 7, it says that people from every tribe, every tongue, every language will be worshiping God together in their own language. And we love that image so much. And we could not get it out of our heads. And for those of you who don't know the history of Soma, we were two separate churches that met at two separate times in the same building. And occasionally we did things together, but we felt this call to merge together and create a new community of faith because we read in the scriptures that eternity is going to have people from all different backgrounds. And if that is what eternity is going to look like, if that's what heaven is going to look like, then why can't we start right now? And our worship services are designed to bring a little picture of heaven to earth. Is that as we gather together and sing in different keys and different voices and different talent levels, that... Our worship is honoring to God because we're, we're offering him something. We don't have very much to offer, but what we can offer, we're giving it to him. And this ties all of us together, is that we understand that when we gather together, 
something holy happens. That uh, God takes a group of people and he sits in this room with us and he moves among us. And there are, there are mornings, I understand, when we've had a rough week and this is the only day you have and you just don't know if you have time to go to church or it would be nice to sit in on a Sunday morning. And I, I get it, but I also understand that from everybody I've talked to, worship here is, is kind of like, it's kind of like working out. There are days when you're not sure you want to do it, but when you get done, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that, right? And I'm not just saying that to like brag on our church, although I do brag on our church a lot. I'm, I'm saying that because as we celebrate the things that God has done over the past couple years, we want to look to the future and continue to invite people in not just so they can be a part of this sort of like cool club that we've created, but just so these, these things that we talk about growing in faith and being fruitful happen in their lives as well. We have experienced it for ourselves, and we want to invite people to come worship with us because we think that can be a reality for them as well. Last weekend, I was out of town. I spoke at a youth camp with a lot of teenagers from all around the state. And it was mostly teenagers, but there were some pastors and some youth workers and uh, even volunteers who, when they heard about our church, they would come and they would ask me all these types of questions about SOMA because... I'm sure like some of the conversations you have sometimes, they, they were so confused as to how this thing worked. And pretty much every time I tell somebody, and this happened last weekend, every time I tell somebody about our church, the thing they say is, oh, that's really cool what you guys are doing. And which makes me feel, sometimes it makes me feel really good because I was not cool at all like growing up. So for people to, to tell me that I'm like part of, it's like I'm part of this cool club. And I'm, I'm so excited that people are drawn to our church in that way. I really am. But you guys know that we don't, we don't do this because it's cool. And in fact, in some ways, it might be easier for us not to do this. But at the end of the day, Jesus died for all of us. And we don't have to have it all together. And we don't really have anything to offer God, but he offers himself to us. And we can come from different cultures and still be united as one body. And we can trust God to do much more than we ever thought when we're willing to be uncomfortable a little bit for his glory. And so the question, I guess, that we would have for you this morning on a day of celebration is, 
if you look at sort of these three circles or these three areas, um, where do you need to dedicate a little more attention? Because for some of us, I think some of us are really good at serving. It's just natural for us to go and volunteer in some area, um, even if it's inside the church. We volunteer in children's ministry. We volunteer in youth ministry. Um, We make uh, coffee and bring out donuts. and and we, we, We serve a purpose in the church, or we serve at an event. And that's easy for us. It's easier, easier for us to try to be fruitful than it is for us to maybe spend time growing in faith. And there's other, others of us that, like, we love a Bible study. We'll sit and we'll read and we'll study more, but it's harder for us to serve in some way. And I would encourage you to look at your life and... Although it starts with remaining in Christ and growing in faith. I think we could all be honest and say there's, there's an area of my life where um, I, need, I need to explore what God has for me. And maybe how I can grow that circle or that area. Where can I spend more time with Him? Do I need to spend more time connecting with Him? Do I need to spend more time being fruitful for him? How does this work in my life? Because at the end of the day, there are lots of people in our town who don't know who Jesus is. And I I know we grow up in an area where pretty much everybody knows about the Bible, and uh, most people grew up with some sort of church background, but the odds are right now, about 50% of the people in any area of the U.S. don't have a personal growing relationship with Jesus, or don't have a community of faith that they call their own. About 50%. If that's true, That means there are 20,000 people in our area who who are disconnected from Christ in some way. And they may know Bible stories from when they were a kid, or they may have gone to church once in the past year, but they're not connected. And, And we live in a time where that number, 50%, is probably gonna get bigger if the trends keep going in the direction they're going. But all of us, not just Soma as a church, but all of us have a very unique call to continue to invite people into life with Christ. And if we want to continue to see people grow in faith and and people being fruitful, then we have to keep doing that that stuff ourselves as well. We have to think about the future and what it's going to look like. And I don't, maybe you don't need to think about the future of our country or our world. And maybe you don't even need to think about the future of our community. But 
think about the future of the people who are closest to you. And ask yourself, are you inviting them into a life with Jesus? Are you influencing them in a way that they'll be connected to the vine that gives life? Are we living in a way that continues to proclaim this truth? That a life with Jesus is better than any other life. This is what we believe at the core of our being. And we can have like unique worship services, and we can do community events. And all of those things are good. But at the end of the day, we want to invite people into life with Jesus. And we can't wait to see what's next. Um, when, when we started a little less than two years ago, one of the things that we said is, over and over, is we have no idea if this is going to work or not. But this is what God has called us to do. And while we were anxious about what could go wrong, we were more excited about what would go right. And as we look back, And as I look across, like, at these people that I know and love so much, like, I'm so grateful, not just for what he's done, but for the people that we're going to be looking out across in a year or five years or ten years and celebrating what God has done in their life. And so celebrate our birthday with us today. Like, take a cupcake home with you. Sing happy birthday. Tell people what we did this morning. And look forward to a future where more people are coming to faith. Not because we're good or because we're worthy or, or just because, or even because, like, what we're doing is cool, but, but because... Uh, God has called us to this life of inviting people in. And as we grow in faith, we can't help but be fruitful. And our worship will always reflect that. Um, so happy birthday, everybody. And um, let's be excited about what's next. Let's pray together.